0: I'm. I'm recording a podcast. Shush. <laughs> Let's do it. The clap
1: means we started. Okay. Men. Let's do it. Oh God, I don't remember how to do this. Man, I we say this. It's say this every time because it's never. We never record back to back like we should. Which one it's are a, you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Max. I am still your Max. Life. I'm still the youngest. Um, and I'm, I'm the, the other one. Late. I'm the same age. As last time we did this, I think it's hard to yeah. say. It's been so long. Um, I did. Wait, just when's check. your birthday? Been, your birthday's in no, August. Was in Ju- it, it was in July. In July, <laughs> Joey's God, in I'm August. A terrible big brother. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You have so many brothers to keep track of. Uh, I
0: do but always anyway. get
1: you and Joey's birthdays mixed up for some reason. It's startling. I don't know. How you wouldn't get Louis mixed up more because him and Joey are one month apart. Yeah, but that's
0: for some reason, idea. in my mind Louis
1: is just an obvious September. He's like a total okay. September. Yeah, he's a real September. <laughs> yeah. The september boy. It yeah. seems like a good fitting month for like a middle brother, doesn't it? Yeah. It seems very it seems very fitting. Yeah. Um no, but it has been 2 months since we recorded and that that much I did see. Wow. Um which is insane. And you would think hey not that much could happen in 2 months, but in the time we live in, so much happens. So much every, happens every and day. <laughs> and nothing happens. It's yeah, both. Happens. It's a paradox. It's, it's, it is insane. And we're not the first ones to say it, but it has held true for I think for both of us. I mean, you've had some consistency in your past two months, but I think there's still I think been plenty all I going have up. is consistency. You're the one with the change. That's true. But um, so this will probably just be like a what's been going on two month episode. But yeah. um, by the end of this, we'll realize that I think we should hopefully be able to record more consistently. Um, it's kind of like that thing where like if you don't like talk to somebody for like you know. A week or a few days, there's a million things you can talk about. Mm-hmm. But the longer you go without talking, even though there are more things that have happened to talk about, it becomes harder and harder to update them on your life. So if you caught up with like someone you haven't seen in like four months, there's just like a weird amount of information to share. Mm-hmm. Uh and that I mean kind of let's, feels like let's be clear. clear you right. and I have spoken in the last two months. Yes, yes. Save and I are not like not talking, <laughs> but when you go to subscribe, save down it for, for the, the show. Pod- show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go to sit down for the podcast, you realize. A lot has happened. You yeah. want to fit it all in there, but it's—I uh, don't know—it seems weird trying to fill that gap. So hopefully, we can get back into a routine where I feel like it'll be a little bit easier for us to talk about um, all the nuances and things that we normally used to talk about.
0: Well, yeah, we got to get back on routine now that you know your season, your growing season is over. Yeah, that's a good idea. And we have no farming stuff to talk about. I'll have content. I'll come up with content. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: um, um, but yep. most importantly, yeah, give a check we around have, for us. I actually don't. I figured you're the man with the list and things. I was well, kind of just putting that in there to try and keep some, like we said, a semblance of organization here. All but right. Uh, let's see. Here we go. I'm just going to – I have a website that I go to that
0: gives me random ones. Uh, so what's something from the past week that you would consider to be
1: a win? Um, you know, this past week I did something I haven't done in a long time. Um, so well, there's a lot of things to update on in my life. We'll get there. But I've had a lot of free time this past week. And for the first time, I did the thing where I like sat down and in one day read an entire book. No, nice. I felt pretty good. What I haven't book? done that in a really long time. Um, there's this uh, like mystery uh, detective series that mom has. It's called Sherlock Holmes. It's called Sherlock. Have you ever heard of this guy? The Hardy Boys. <laughs> um, I think the series is uh, the first book is called Winter's Mourn. Um, mm. the, the lead character's name being Winter by Mary uh, Stone. They're pretty. To say, know, like, I don't think seasons can mourn. <laughs> They could, you know, why can't oh, they right. mourn? That's very popular. Um, and so anyways, it's a, a detective series that has like a little touch of um, the fantastical in it, Um, the lead character. But for the most part, pretty normal, basic detective series. But they're just really, it's just like, you know, candy, candy books. It's just like they read really, really quickly. Nom, 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 nom. Tasty. Kind of how I described The Martian, you know, if yeah. you ever read The Martian, oh, yeah. that goes down like a. Like I think a I snack. may have read that in like one sitting as well. Yeah, so I did that. Um, this past week, I read I read four books in five days. Wow! Um, three of them being books from that series. So that was cool. That was a win. And uh, I also went to the dentist yesterday for the first time in a very long time, Ooh, and just getting that off my was that? that off my shoulders. You know, I must have good teeth genes or something because I did not go jeans? nearly. What's that? Your teeth. Yeah, wear the jeans? teeth sees it. Yep, <laughs> and. Uh, and they uh they they went mostly fine um you know I'm a, I'm a grinder i'm a teeth grinder and they tell me that and i know do you wear a night guard i do but me i broke too. my like fancy night my fancy night guards and now i'm on that that garbage over the counter night guard which oh. just means uh, i don't dope. know if it's really helping much yeah. but i wake up every morning feeling like i kind of just got in a boxing match <laughs> all right um it's not but, a deal so that was my win my win for the week all what right. about you uh, I was in Florida last week and we went to
0: the beach a bunch of times and I only got moderately sunburned. That's a that's a big win. It is actually a big win.
1: for those that know you. <laughs> yeah.
0: The last about... day I got my tummy sunburned a little bit oh, or as gosh, I called it, as I described it to Emily,
1: my fat bits. <laughs> fat bits. You think it was got kind of just marking the spots that you should like work on? Yeah, I like, think so. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty pretty much. You highlighted the zone. This this right yeah. here is the spot. Yeah. How did you manage to burn just your tummy? Did you just neglect it?
0: I don't know. I think the sunscreen that I used wasn't super great and I didn't I was not diligent about reapplying
1: after swimming. Gotcha. Did and you swim I thought you no, didn't know? No, it's like the swimming. part of my
0: body that's closest to the
1: sun when I sit down. <laughs> that's true. Um, I thought you are you a fan of swimming in the ocean? I am. You are? Oh, okay. I thought you thought the ocean
0: I mean, unnerved you. Okay, let's talk. I mean it does unnerve me. Um but by swimming I mean like, you know, probably I don't get I don't get anywhere deeper than where I can still touch.
1: Okay. Gotcha. I wasn't yeah. sure. I mean we You saw f- dolphins. So f- nice. We saw some really you big sw- fish too. You didn't swim with any of those? No, I did. Yeah, oh you did. You swam yeah. with the dolphins? No, with the with the big the fish. fish. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't you know what kind of fish they were? Just uh big. I don't know okay um they kind like sort of bass maybe really an ocean bass yeah <laughs> sea bass <I> see. <laughs> um we need to address the fact that you've entirely shaved all your facial hair oh, you know, yeah. I'm, 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 visual looks on the podcast i'm real clean cut right now
0: my hair is much shorter
1: are i've you, got no
0: beard do you have something to tell us is this a military move what are you doing yeah no <laughs> this was a uh just you know wanting to change things up uh move i would say maybe once or twice a year i break out the uh the wet razor and actually take it down to the studs uh and let let everything come in fresh
1: yeah, like you're renovating a house or something. yeah basically <laughs> you like to gut it strip it down
0: i mean if you grow a mustache or a beard long enough like you do enough trimming over time where things start to get a little womper jawed and eventually you just got to start over OK,
1: I don't know if that's necessarily true, but <laughs> there's, there's, you know, there's people, <laughs> there's people I know who've had the same facial hair their entire life. I think Christina has told us that she's never seen her dad without a mustache. Yeah. So you're telling me oh. he's got some ancient womper jawed uh, hairs I'm, in there. He needs to get I'm just saying out. I'm just saying he might be due for a reset. <laughs> um,
0: all right. Well, yeah, what are we because... talking about? Well, Man, you go first.
1: What's going on in your life? I'll get, the, I'll get the basics out of the way, um, okay. which is the fact that I am currently back in Michigan, not just visiting, but living in Michigan. Uh, last time we talked, I was what? still in Massachusetts. But um, the long and the short of being it that a long relationship I had been in had come to an end. And it was You're also kind of with net- the pigs, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's rude of you to call Haley. That. <laughs> that is not what I was saying, and you know it. I know. Um, it was kind of a natural breaking point with the farm too. And so, um, there was potential that maybe I could have stayed in in Massachusetts, but, um, basically my decision was that with the craziness of the world going on right now and the changes that were happening at the farm, um, I would have just wanted to be home around family and and at least a small group of people that I could see. Um, so I was like, decided to to move home. So i pushed my season up. I was supposed to work till about Thanksgiving this year. And, um, pushed instead to get out by early October. It just made more sense. Um, so that was the first big change that I am now living at home. But that doesn't mean we can't wrap up at least the things that, you know, I had been talking about at yeah. the farm before I left. Cause actually we were nearing the most important lamb update and pig updates and things like that. Um, which is to say, Oh, well, the pigs are still alive currently, but the end of, end of their life was approaching. And I have more, I have more livestock stories, um, they saved all their excitement for the very end, apparently. Excellent. Um, but I mean, I guess we can just go ahead and just work back chronologically and start there. All but I right. um, was funny, that Sam. I re-listened to our last episode, and uh, I finished the, the episode with like a little, a little incidental teaser, which nothing like a teaser where you disappear for two months. People love that. <laughs> uh, People were <laughs> very teased. Really build up the hype. But I just said, you know, I teased it. Uh, you know, there's gonna be some shake 'em ups at the farm, and I was not referencing the fact that my entire farming career and things in massachusetts were to come to an end i was figuring uh um, which something i can talk about now is my boss who is managing the farm um her and her partner bought a farm in vermont and they were leaving and so right. the assistant manager is now the, ma- the main farmer there and there was a chance for me to become the assistant manager and there were a lot of things like that happening at the farm and i was like that's the tease you know mm-hmm. there's these big shake-em-ups coming to the farm and then i just thought about it I was like, well there's a lot of a lot of shake ups have happened <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the past two months um but so we'll we'll finish up what happened at Gibbet. Um, it was pretty easy to, to leave at this point because we had really kind of like busted our butt in the month of September to get things kind of wrapped up. Um, a lot of the, the main end of the season tasks were were under wraps. But we'll uh, we'll start with lamb lamb update. OK, because at the time, I think last time we talked, we still had all 10. Did we? Uh, oh, I thought I thought yeah. maybe you'd already processed the first half. I think the first batch went in like the first week of September, and the last ones okay. went in like the last week of September. So, I I think I what I'm off. remembering
0: is that when I came and saw you, yes, the, the half of the lambs were gone.
1: That's right. You 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 came and saw me in uh, mid September. September, yeah, mid September so. as well. Um, so, uh, anyways, yeah, we had to we did them in two batches of five, which I had talked about. That was just because that's what the uh, processing plant could handle from us or I don't know why that worked out that way also didn't want to over uh, uh, overwhelm the restaurants as we do every year when they get like a ton of lamb all at once um, but anyway so the very first the second time was totally no problem just nailed it just like got the five in the trailer pulled away we were done right away um, the first five we hand selected um, in, in the weeks leading up to the ones that we figured, they need to, they need to go. As we know, it's always the
0: ones that cough. They're looking a little sickly. The ones that may not make it to the end. You got to get them out of there. And yep. ones that just have shitty personalities.
1: Yep, that's pretty much it. And and ones <laughs> that seem to be at least eight to ten months older than all the other ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the first batch was our was our sickly our sickly batch plus uh, at the time who, who was Big Mama. Um, those were the five that needed to go. And basically the way that you do this whole process, um, at least the way we do it, is there's their main pasture, their big pasture. And then off of the main pasture, there's like a little like paddock, a little holding spot for them, Mm -hmm. you know, a little corral. So we open up that and entice all 10 in with with the goodies and we close the gate that leads back to the main pasture. So now we're working in a tighter area with them. What you end up doing is backing a trailer up to uh, another gate on that little corral you can get the, the five or whoever you're putting into the, the trailer into the trailer. And so we started with early because we actually had a guy coming to do the trailer for us, which was nice. Saved us the hassle. But we wanted it to be like ready for this guy when he got there. Um, and I can't wait to talk about this guy because what a character. Um, I feel like we anyone, talked about him or maybe this was just real person. life. This was the guy is the guy, guy who. Okay. This is the guy who yes. barks, right? Yes. Mainly he barked was his main, <laughs> was his main interesting <laughs> trait. But so he was coming. It's so like, all right, we got to get these five separated. So we got him in the corral. And we're looking at ears, and we're trying to figure out, all right, if you're one of the healthy ones, you get pushed back out into the main pasture. Um, and the way we did that was basically Kaylee stood on the other side of the gate, kind of held it shut, and then would shake a bucket of food. And they would come over, and we'd try and just force the proper one through the opening. Right. And so we got the first four through. They're behind her, like kind of like attacking her and trying to eat all the food that she has. And she's trying to entertain them. And I'm in the corral with the other six. And there's one that I need one – like. Little guy, I gotta get out back into the main pasture, and um, we'll be we'll be all set. We'll have everyone that we need, all right. And I'm chasing him around, and it's not a very big corral. It's like a twenty by twenty, like a uh, square. Mm-hmm. I'm like chasing him around, trying to like get him into this corner, and he's like straight up juking me out. He's going through my legs. He's going around me. He's very fast, and the more that I get my hands like, kind of on him or grab him, the more he starts to like really like really realize that either A, this is life and death and he's really worried that something bad's about to happen which in his case it was about to, it was better for him to get back in the main pasture right or it was a game um <laughs> so we're chasing each other around finally we get the gate open and get him out there but but big mama took that as a chance to also join him and Big mama was going in the first batch so I dropped down on my knees and put my arms and lock them in like a wrestling move around big mama's lower, like right around her chest and just all my weight I could. I think we weighed about the same amount. That's my guess. <laughs> and just lean back and like basically kind of do like a wrestling slam move without the slam. But had to scoop her up and pick her up. Like tackle her on the ground before we could close the gate and keep them separated. And um, it worked. It took not uh, terribly long. I think it's why shepherds use hooks and things. I definitely understand why they have the, the added. I, um, what I can't understand is why this was not videoed. I, I know it could have been because <laughs> two of my friends were visiting at the time. And Useless you know, friends. Why didn't they not pull out their phones? They were living in the moment, Sam. That's what people are talking about these days is they were trying yeah. to live in the moment. Yeah. Um, so all in all, we got the five and five separated. Uh, the guy came and backed the trailer up. <laughs> he uh, was a, a professional and apparently does this a lot. Um, he jumped out and kind of helped us try and herd them into the trailer because normally they don't like going in there because usually – I'm gonna go ahead and assume they can smell the fear slash other animals that have been in this trailer, which is not a yeah. good thing. And he, he got out and he mimicked the barking of what I'm guessing was probably like a cattle dog or something, mm-hmm. but like barked at the 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 lambs in a way to the point where I turned and said to somebody, "Whoa, is 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 Boca out here? Like, where's Boca? I didn't know I brought her out here. Like, Haley must be out here." And then someone and goes, "No, no, no, that was that was him. He made that noise." That's and hilarious. so. The barking man helped us. <laughs> helped us uh, heard the the lambs and put them in the trailer, um, and really didn't have any any big issues with them. Uh, that first batch went. We got the hides back. Um, same thing we did the year before. We're salting them to cure them and then getting them professionally uh, tanned. And basically, just it's we did we did it as an experiment last year, kind of for us to see how expensive it was and if it was worth. Maybe doing this as another way to kind of make the lambs break even um, monetarily, raising them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did do it with all ten this year, um, with the plan on selling them to CSA members or staff members and things like that. Because turns out that lamb pelts sell for a lot of money um, when they're fully
0: hmm. prepped
1: and cured. They're like three hundred and fifty dollars probably. Wow. Um, and the second batch was was no problem. So it was a lot. It was actually harder to do the second batch for us personally because these were the five that we liked. Right. Uh, we're talking about we're talking about old Baldy, who me and him got real close as I picked ticks off his face. He had <laughs> Disney eyelashes, who was just the nicest lamb in the world. Yeah, they were all – it was a good batch. No, There was only one or two that seemed maybe even a little bit sick in the second batch in terms yeah. of like coughing or anything. Um, but it was also nice to just be done with the lambs, and so we managed to wrap that up. Um, no, No problems. I do – there's one kind of grisly story, which is – Not something that you'd normally, but you know, for the, for the podcast, I should include. We sent our second batch, um, on this Tuesday or whatever. And Wednesday when Kaylee went to pick up the, the wool and stuff so we could start salting it and tanning it. Um, she had found out that the the slaughterhouse was closed that day and she was asking around, this is like a small local one. It's been, you know, we talked about this, the family, it's been in the generation forever, you know of doing this and we found out that the day before the reason they were closed is the day before um, somebody missed a stun on the kill floor, which means that there's like a, a gun that essentially, I think like really like, I think you hold it up to their head basically mm-hmm. or use it on their head and it kind of what basically incapacitates them so that mm-hmm. they don't feel any pain. It's over very quickly. Somebody missed a stun and it was kind of a mess trying to do it multiple times. There was somebody from, I don't know if it's the FDA or who's there to, uh, monitor slaughterhouses and that's a huge no, no. And so they've been shut down since. And the person who was telling her the story jokingly told her, Oh yeah, it's probably one of your lambs, which was not <laughs> ever something you want to say to somebody who raises livestock, not as a living and just as like a, a part of our farm, yeah. um, as we become very connected to our lambs. And so actually by the time I had moved, they were still shut down. I hadn't heard yet how they were, were changing everything around. Yeah. Um, uh, to make up for it. But that was, so I guess that's the grisly side of raising livestock and things like that do happen. I guess it's nice to know that they do actually, you know, monitor and <laughs> check on these kind of things in terms of, you know, the FDA and whatnot. Yeah. So, so that's like really that bad luck it. that that happened yes. when the inspector was there. Bad luck, or it happens way more than <sighs> we realized <sighs> right. which is probably that's, also true. Yeah. Um, that's my guess, at least. But, um, so that was that was the lambs. The pigs are still kicking out there on the farm right now. Right, still they go of, to, I think like, they're still to like Halloween, basically, right? Yep. The first three go end of October. It's so probably next week the first three go. And then the second three, I think, or second week of November or something. They were big when you saw them. Mm-hmm. They were pushing, I don't know, what their their weight is. Same thing with the lambs. There's always, you know, a couple bigger ones than the rest. Um, the only other update with them is that I did we talked before, I think our last episode featured a story of me and the farm crew chasing a singular pig around the farm. Yep. Um, trying to trying to reherd the pig. I also had that happen again solo this time without everybody. On a Saturday, I received a call as I was down like early in the morning like drinking coffee, doing dishes, just having a jolly old time and I got a call. My boss was From out of the town. Pig. The pig, yeah. <laughs> and he just all he did he didn't tell me anything. He just said I'm free. He, said, he just said oink. Oh, <laughs> come come and get me. Come and get me. And... <laughs> oink. <laughs> And so I, I was told that there was at least one to maybe two pigs that had gotten out. One of the chefs was up there um, walking around and had seen it. So I want to give myself a ton of credit here for the way that uh, I handled this, which is to say I threw on my like boots and ran up there. And in just like 10 minutes had walked or not even like had walked down the list of like – because I, luckily I had done this before. But Solo like turned off the fence, got all the other pigs into their little hutch. I opened the entire fence up and then managed to herd, with a little bit of help from the other chef who was there, but herded the other two pigs back into the main pasture and closed it up. Everything, like, no problems, like, flawless. Wow. You're a real pigman. In, like, 15 minutes. I'm a pigman. I think I found my my calling. And uh, so, yeah, that was the other pig story. No no fiasco there other than having to put them in by myself. Um, Hopefully they're not still escaping. I'm not sure what their deal is um yeah, I, what, sh- what, I should check know, it and well, see now it. that
0: you're not there they don't have their their you know most highly
1: skilled pigmen to re- retrieve them but here's the other thing the size that they are now i don't see a lot of escapes happening um mm, uh, yeah. the way they used to do it was just kind of fitting under the fence or like parts of the electric fence that were that were off or messed up or something they would find their way out but i think now It'd be real unless they just straight up barrel through it, which would be a hilarious scene of just the pigs just like dropping their shoulders and just yep. <laughs> pushing through the fence. I gotta imagine that they won't be hopefully making a break for it anytime soon. Um but other than that, nothing right. nothing too crazy exciting. We can I can talk a little bit more about what's what's coming up potentially for me towards the end, but I feel like I've done a lot of a lot of talking and we can let you at least update a little bit on what you've been up to. All right,
0: what have I been up to? I uh, your you your life has been marked by change, and my life is mostly the same with one exception, which yeah, you is. Yeah, that- be careful there. Be careful. Yeah, well, also, <laughs> yeah, because she's sitting in the room right now, and she's looking at me all aghast. <laughs> Everything's very normal. I'd say I'm done. Um, we, uh, I got engaged, which Ooh. is really neat. Woo! Q uh, um, fireworks. By wait Q sound effects. Yeah, we'll put sound some sound effects. effects in the post. Boo! <whistles> uh, which is cool. I mean, I don't know how much to like. it's Not the most interesting thing to talk about right here and now, but
1: we we got engaged in Cape Cod. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like and. In- you guys been together quite a while, and not like it necessarily like was the yeah. biggest change in your day-to-day lives other than a marker for something to come in the future. Right, uh, yeah. We've been together for, what, nine
0: years? We've been living together for like three years. Um, yeah. So it wasn't like a totally huge surprise that nobody could see coming, except for the fact that maybe we had been together so long that maybe it was a surprise questions. to people. <laughs> um i mean it's
1: exciting still don't mm-hmm. sell yourself too short
0: mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about uh emily being your future sister-in-law we're doing this on the podcast huh yeah we're doing this on the podcast and she's
1: <laughs> sitting here looking too she can't hear you though so don't worry uh if, but she could just read your face and see how, yeah. how you react yeah. uh i think the the whole family is very excited i don't think anyone i think she's a natural shoe in for a sperlin she's got the sarcasm she's got the kind of gross humor. Really yep. fits, <laughs> maybe yeah. grosser than the rest of us. To be honest, that might be true. Uh, <laughs> so I think it's I think it's a good fit. Yeah. We would have told cool. you. you had nine years. We would have told you. Yeah, you would have given me a heads up. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's Over a the line. blood. Um, so other than the big engagement, and then you got to see my face uh, mm-hmm. in September, and then you went to Florida for a. Work oh yeah, case. so I saw you that weekend that we got engaged because Emily mm-hmm. and I drove to Cape Cod to visit her
0: parents, and then while we were there is when we got engaged, and then mom and dad. Happened to be visiting you at the same time, and you're two hours from where they are in Cape Cod. So I drove over and got dinner with
1: you guys, stayed the night. Big, big celebration.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, so that was your two trip. You've managed to fit your couple trips in. Are you done with trips now? In terms uh, of I, the- I mean,
0: I didn't really talk about the Florida one, but I was in Florida all of last week. Um, because Emily's parents are in Cape Cod, their house in Naples was sitting empty. So we figured. Since I just had an internal retreat last week, and she can telework pretty easily, um, why not go work somewhere nice? Um, They live like 15 minutes from the beach, Uh, so we were able to go uh, to the beach each day for two weekends. Um, It was uh, pretty great. No, uh, no bad weather. No, uh, it rained a little bit. Actually, one day at the beach, like some pretty, pretty gnarly storm uh, rolled in, which is actually like a pretty great beach day, like a couple hours sunny on the beach and then a huge mm-hmm. storm rolls in like sign me up. That's where you that's off the, the beach way to do by it. the time it started to pour. We were basically were walking off the beach as it started to rain nice. after
1: having watched it roll in. That's cool. So is it a western-facing part of the water that you guys run around? Yes. Out of Florida? Oh, yes, except
0: better. the it, Florida weather is weird. I was watching the radar while I was there, and mm. pretty common for things to go east to west, actually. Across um, the, like From like southeast to northwest uh, is where the storms kind of came
1: from. Are you uh, – total side, side comment here. Are you a, a weather guy? Do you enjoy looking at the radar? Oh, are you kidding me? A, Are you kidding
0: me? Are you kidding me, Max? I love the weather. I kind of figured
1: you were. That was kind of a beta. I love the weather. The other day, Emily
0: and I were just watching YouTube videos about storms, and we were learning the science behind stuff. Yeah. You sound pretty knowledgeable. I am. (laughs) I, meteorologists are modern heroes.
1: Are they? That seems like a real bold (laughs) statement. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They're going to get shirts made that say that. Yeah, exactly. We're going to get a whole new listenership of people that are, like, uh, talking about how you got to listen to this podcast, man. These guys just love meteorologists, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good, you know. It's good for us to tap into that market. I'm not going to um, lie.
0: I was kind of hoping a hurricane would come through while we were down in Florida because I've never experienced a hurricane, really, mm-hmm. except for just, like, the aftermath of one that once it gets up into, like, D.C., we've had yeah. that, but I've never really had the brunt of a hurricane.
1: You're, you're a real storm chaser. You don't chase them, though. You're a real storm waiter. Uh, a really yeah, storms <laughs> come to me. Um, I mean, I'm the same way. I, I, well, part of it's my job because yeah, you kind of need to. My good.
0: job is unaffected by the weather.
1: Yeah, but I think even before I was farming and stuff, I always, always was watching the weather. Oh, yeah. um, we, we're a family of storm lovers. We are a family of storm lovers. That is how we would we would usher in every storm by going and standing on the porch in the yep. summers, waiting for the the front to hit. Yep. Uh, a lot of memories standing there. That's the best part of a storm is that first when it first rolls in like that. Um, now that I'm a, now that I actually you know work on farms and stuff yeah, you and we get established I now. hate wind yeah but now I just get I know I just get nervous that when, <laughs> when that wind rolls in yeah um you're, you're like no, a, it does kind of ruin like, a, you're ruined like it a little free. like a dog I'm like a dog no one's gotten me a uh, like a weighted vest I can wear yet you know for storms <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I'm sure it's on someone's list for Christmas so mm-hmm. back to storm vest um mm-hmm. will you established that you had an internal retreat I didn't even realize that so this this would have been another was this an added on thing or did this the next three-month retreat. It's, it already it's, been
0: that. We do them every four, months, four uh, months, every trimester. So it was just the next one. Um, and It great. was our second. Like the last episode
1: with us just talking about the first. The last no, it wasn't. I know, but it was, seemed recent.
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. I guess maybe it was, yeah, two months ago. Um, yeah, another virtual one because it's still not really safe to bring everybody together, um, even though I traveled for it, but we were all, I guess, on Zoom for it. And... Yeah, it was good. We had a bunch of new yep. people this time. We have like, we made a bunch of new hires recently. So I think there were five or six people whose, um, this was their first retreat. Nice. Um, it was my 15th. <laughs> is that fun? This is your fourth, grand, your fourth year, full year there? No, I've got, I just did in September, I had my five year anniversary oh. at the Ready.
1: Nice. And the Ready had its five year anniversary. <laughs> that is, that is true. In August, oh. technically, but yeah. Gotcha. They did one month without you, and they decided yeah. like, they had to get somebody else on board. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so nothing, nothing riveting. You want to talk about in terms of the actual retreat? Nothing changed in terms of you. You've been a busy boy with your current project, and I don't know how the, yeah. much um, non-project things you've been working on or spearheading and/or being a part of.
0: You yeah, used to be I've full, been. Full things, but yeah, so I implicitly have held a role around writing our newsletter and I was actually working with a freelancer who was who was taking it over from me and then she one day just decided she didn't want to do it anymore uh, which was a real kick to the knackers um, and I have not taken that back yet although I intend to at some point but the work project or the client project is just eats up all my time um, mm-hmm. and then I had I was leading a an initiative to Update our website with some new branding uh, that we've been working on and improving our blog so that we can move it off of Medium and onto our own uh, domain, as well as doing some behind-the-scenes stuff on our e-commerce site. And I didn't finish it uh, in time for the last retreat, uh, so it's continuing on, and I'm working with a a designer to to do that work. So that's my main kind of internal project right now, uh, in addition to the client project, which... A bunch of good things happening there. We're you know we have multiple contracts going on. Two of them end at the end of November. The two that I've been working on the most. Um, still kind of feeling out whether those will extend or whether we'll potentially go into other parts of the organization. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see.
1: You guys. So some of these new hires. How many of them are to help with your current?
0: Basically, um, most of them.
1: Okay. So we have. <laughs> We have seven people on my client Ooh. project now, I think. But Hold this on. client project is is divided into multiple yeah, projects within the main client as well, right? Yep. This is three or four projects going on? Yep. Okay. So it's not all seven of you working. I mean, kind of working together in a sense in terms of you're all working for the ready. Yeah. Company, we're, but also not working technically shoulder and shoulder. We're staying like pretty connected on the
0: various stuff. And mm-hmm. actually – I'm kind of holding a couple things solo and everybody
1: else is working on a kind of a large one together. Is this, is this, I feel like this has to be a little bit of new ground for you guys as a whole in terms of oh, yeah, a, a, this large of a project where this many consultants are working in tandem, but you know, obviously your hand is not, maybe it is a little bit and that's why you're working so much, but it's not necessarily in every single day to day thing going on with all these people. So I have to imagine Consistency UIs and making sure that you are—I mean, even though there's different parts of this company, you obviously want to be presenting a similar message to all yeah, parts of the sure. company. Um, has that been like a a headache, or has it been like, oh, well, you know, it's easier than you expected because you guys, as a company, have very much established what you do and how you work? Or do you feel like consultant to consultant, it has been—it um, varies quite a bit. It has been.
0: It has been going pretty well because I think our hiring process is good. So we're only hiring people who are like really capable um, and and able to do this work. Our onboarding and training has gotten much better in the past year. So even the new people who we're hiring are getting trained up on the way that we do things at the ready um, in a way that we haven't really had before. So there's always added complexity when you're bringing in new people. Um, But we're fortunate in that of the seven people four of them have been at the ready for a while um and we you know know each other well and trust each other um and then we just have the three new people who are getting up to speed pretty quickly Nice. But it's new for the ready in the sense that we know we've never had a project this large. And we're starting to bump up against some interesting challenges regarding just our own size. Um, like we, we, we put ourselves through what we would call like a structure workshop that we would do with a client because we were running into problems that no client team has really had at the ready before just because we, they've never. This is the first project that has had more than like three people on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that introduces a lot of complexity when you have that many people trying to coordinate across
1: a lot of different things. Is there an example you can give that doesn't incriminate you or talk about anything too much about the project? Like how exactly does it become an issue when there's that many of you working on it? Just,
0: yeah. I mean, we, I think we start, we start with the idea of what we would call dynamic teaming. So it's less about like, you only work on this thing and you only work on this thing and you only Mm -hmm. work on this thing. Like the projects are not that independent. So, we were all kind of um, doing a little bit of everything, but that breaks down when you get to a certain size and do just a certain amount of complexity. So we've been having to have some conversations about, like, how do we want to divide and conquer this in a way that still allows us to be flexible um, and, and able to dynamically team around whatever yeah. we need to do, but also gives us some more clarity about, like, what – i do and don't need to pay attention to in any you know
1: given day or week Mm -hmm. all right well so you you don't you don't know anything about whether or not they will extend in november yet for the two Mm -hmm. that you're working on within the
0: yeah not i mean the one one probably won't and i think one has a good shot of doing it and i think what i'm what i'm personally interested in trying to do is getting these extensions to start actually in january or February. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could take a month away from client work and try to get some other stuff uh, done or just take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Because at this point, at the end of November, I will have been nonstop on this client for 22 months um, or 21 months, roughly, Um, which is, you know, I mean, I have taken a couple small vacations uh, across those roughly two years, but it's, it can be, it's, it's, draining to be like that focused on a pretty intense client project for that long.
1: Yeah. You, I'm sure you become a little bit, you know, hyper-focused. It might be nice to, to step back and whether that be self-reflection or also just to look around and see what else is going on either within the ready or. Yeah. Um, so it, it sounds like you would, no matter if the other one ended, you would still, you're going to be within this client project still for the foreseeable future in terms of they have a lot going on and, and you are kind of, become the, I would assume, inherent expert on this current client in the sense that you've been there from the start and probably know the most of what's going on within it? I mean, are you going to always kind of be, as long as they have projects going, you will be somewhere adjacent to that project that's happening?
0: I think it's kind of up to me on that. I mean, I've been deliberately trying to make myself less essential on the project Mm -hmm. Um, because i don't want to be the bottleneck of uh, of of the work that we're doing there so you know if if the two things i'm working on don't extend and we decide to not try to expand to another part of the organization i would be interested in trying to sell some new work in a new client um i don't know that i want to work with this client for the rest of my career uh (laughs) but there's enough work there to certainly keep keep us busy um So we'll see. I don't, I don't have a super clear sense of what I want to do yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll
1: see. If you could have that, that month off to do other things, whether that be personal or within the ready, would that just be you focusing on the projects you already have going? Or is there some writing stuff that you wanted to do? Or would it be, what would you, would you naturally find your focus drifting towards?
0: I I mean, I would definitely put a good amount of attention on this internal initiative to get our website up and running. I'd love to have that done by the end of the year. Um, But there's not... it's kind of out of my hands at this point. It's in the designer is working on it. So there's not a whole lot I can do to accelerate that. I don't think, but yeah, I've been barely writing. Um, I would probably try to set some side, uh, set aside some time to, to do some writing. There's a bunch of reading that I haven't really had time to do. Um, and, and just like in learning some stuff related to the work that we've been doing because it's just been so intense on the day to day. So probably Mm -hmm. do that. And then, I mean, I could certainly stand to not think about work uh, for a little bit and just kind of recharge a bit, but we'll see. Yeah.
1: Um, that kind of coincides with, do you still keep up with any of your month of focus things that you were doing before, or have those fallen to the wayside as life has gotten more intense?
0: Yeah, I decided to kind of stop the the month ofs um, in the last couple of months. I did do... Um, As part of the ready retreat uh, last week, I did like a big kind of personal strategy um, and and retreat um, reflection and and writing. So there's some stuff that I uh, landed on with that that kind of is in the same category as the months of of focus, but um, it is kind of a movement away from that specific idea.
1: Do you want to give us any hints of the things that you did come up with, or are they all are they I too mean, the personal? main
0: <laughs> the main thing. I won't go through all of them, but when we, I basically put myself through the same process that we put leadership th- leadership teams through when they do strategy, um, and the kind of key components of that. And the most important component is what we call essential intent, which are these statements of uh, out these outcome statements that are in the one to three year range, or like the two to three year range of like what what success looks like. So I did mm-hmm. that for myself, and I have some things around um, you know, creating a more sustainable role mix at the ready so that I'm more balanced between client work and writing and speaking and internal roles. Uh, one around kind of the personal branding around the deliberate uh, that I've been doing, that writing in the newsletter that I have uh, mm-hmm. around that, um, and then just a couple other kind of more personal ones. And then once you have those essential intent, getting really granular for, um, in this case, trimesterly outcomes, which are like the specific things that I actually want to do over um, the next four months and kind of use that to help keep me uh, accountable and moving in the direction that I want to move. Gotcha.
1: Is there one of those, like, for example, for the deliberate, like what would be a, a step for that that you, did you write anything out for that one specifically?
0: All I wrote for that is just that I want to, write two or three, um, issues of the deliberate newsletter over the, that, that over the next period. four months. Um, and one Plashed. or two, one or two articles published either on the ready's um, publication or on my own, uh, com uh, website plug,
1: plug, <laughs> plug, plug. plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is sponsored by samsperlin.com. Um, cool. I feel like yeah. that's a thing I should probably, uh, sit down and do at some point. But, well, uh, hopefully I'm going to write up an article about, like, how to do it and, like, a template and, a, and prompts and stuff that I used. Um, so if I do, I'll, I'll share it with you. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be nice to – one, I think this is this will kind of hit on some of the stuff that that at least Bill has always told me and wanted to know more about, which is, like, how you actually approach – like, what you do at your job, you know, in terms <laughs> of, like, how you – not that say you don't do yeah. anything, but that kind what of – What is it of, that like, you do here? You, <laughs> It sounds like you used to travel places and talk to people. I used to travel places, that's right. Um, but no, I think this would be a kind of you know, interesting for people, myself included, to see like, all right, this is a kind of thing that you would walk through with a leadership team when you come in on a newer project, or, you know, I assume this is usually done pretty early on in a project. And then revisited throughout. Or yeah, exactly. It's
0: actually when we do it with leadership teams, we get them on a quarterly rhythm of looking at their strategy, whereas most organizations do strategy on a yearly um, kind of budgetary cycle. Um, and we mm-hmm. try to break them uh, from that and get them thinking about longer term than a year with the essential intent. But then coming back to it more regularly
1: so that you can steer as you you know as you learn.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff so the- about how the world is
1: working. So I think that's why it'd be. Interesting. If you do get that article posted, and maybe you know, I'll attempt to do it my, for myself as well, and other people can look at it because I think it is a nice uh, little view into kind of what uh, the concrete side of what yeah. you do is, which for would be sure. cool. Well, uh, now and it'll give me more motivation. And it's always good. This is the time of year when I would be doing a thing like that. Like for right. me, the farm season coming to an end like this. Usually, I mean, as soon as January and February hit, and farming is at a lull, and UPS or my my uh, seasonal work is at a lull. I'm usually this is what I'm doing a lot of introspection and a lot of writing about trying to figure out like yeah what do I want to farm in the future? Or what do I want to do for this upcoming year and things like that. So yeah. um, you got you got time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit down and be introspective on it anytime soon, <laughs> but all right I wouldn't doubt that many people you know people always love their air quotes around here like New Year's resolutions, but I yeah. think this is a better trade- in for something like a New year's resolution to do something a bit more. Yeah um, I don't know, actually goal oriented. And less dreamy, um, yep. but cool, yep. Well, cool beans. Well, I also have on here real quick. You still golfing?
0: I am still golfing. I actually booked myself uh, two tea times this weekend. Ooh! Decided that I'm going to get over. So I've I've been golfing a couple times this uh, this summer uh, with. Um, actually, a buddy from my client, um, and I've gone golfing with him and his son a couple of times. But I decided this weekend I am going to get over the fear of golfing with random people and just show up as a single solo golfer. When I'm sure they'll put me in with a group, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Wow, that's exciting! Oh, that's a you hear big Emily step for Emily. Emily, no, what I, I
1: was that? Kind of thing,
0: but I didn't hear exactly. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> she she like sighed. I think because that, what I said was cute or something. Wow. <laughs> it's but, I, you know, it's... I...
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: I have gotten World better Band. at golfing, so I don't think I'll embarrass myself in front of, of randos. But it's, you know, one of those things where, like, if you're playing with a group, you don't want to be, like, much worse than everyone, or much slower than yeah. everyone. Um, but... I think I think I'm I'm to the point where I'm certainly not I would not call myself good but I'm not necessarily like utterly embarrassing myself out there uh, so I
1: think it'll be okay. It's a nice point to be at. Yeah, I feel like you can always open up the charm and the jokes and you can just become that guy. You know, be a real yeah, I'm a real,
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, a real I'm a real charmer, Max. Crack, as but, as everyone knows, yeah. I'm a real extroverted uh, kind of just gregarious
1: dude. That's kind of I think that's what people say about you on this podcast. You know, there's yeah. the charming one, the very the extroverted guy. You know, and there's, there's I'm the more quiet one apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, in this case, in in that may actually be true. I think my job has yeah.
0: required me to tap into my internal extrovert uh, maybe a little bit more than yours has required it of you. Yeah, mine's. I mean, you are a human signpost sometimes at events,
1: uh, which is you know pretty extroverted work. Yeah, um, just like you know, uh, essentially. A lot of the jobs I do are very robotic and very, um, you know, solo. Um, so I would de- definitely agree with that. That my the extrovert, yeah, you know, any type of extrovert um, tendencies I have inside me are definitely pushed down normally be- because I'm working. Yeah. Well, lambs and pigs mostly as well. Yeah. And they can't tell; they don't know.
0: <laughs> so our audio is starting to go bad. Well, other than that, which, which is probably a good mm-hmm. sign that we should wrap up. Yep, you're getting a little choppy, a little delayed. Uh, so it was it was good to to do this again. Um, let's you know not wait another two months.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll even wait like a, like maybe like a week or two. Wow, yeah, that'd be crazy. I don't know much is going to be happening in my life, but we'll, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll figure it I'll out. Start doing exciting things. <laughs> exactly. But uh, all right, yeah, good call. I'm out of coffee too, so I need yeah, to go too. make more. And I got to get ready for a call. <laughs> so all right, all right, man. see you later. See you.